This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Five o'clock Falcons report. Oh, my heaven. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. We are down here live at State Farm Arena tonight. Hawks Pacers right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Lauren Williams is going to join us in less than 15 minutes, and we'll chop it up with her about where this team is. Nice win the other night against the Sixers. We'll see if they can duplicate that tonight. But, Mike, let's talk about the news of the day. Alabama has a new coach. And we are still wondering where our coaching search is going to lead us. Now, Bryant McFadden joined us earlier today, and I just want you to hear what he had to say because we started the show today and I said it starts with telling Harbaugh that you're going to make him the highest-paid coach in the NFL. This is Bryant McFadden from earlier when we asked him, who's your guy? Jim Harbaugh for me. Bingo, baby. Bingo. He would have to tell me no. He would have to say Atlanta – Falcons, thanks, but no thanks. That is the direction for me. And here's why. I mean, the guy has shown the ability to be a for sure legit coach. You look at his coaching resume going back to his early college days at the University of San Diego. I think that his final year, they were 11-1. and one. Goes to Stanford. Stanford played in an Orange Bowl because of his coaching. Andrew Luck, I think they were 12-1. and one. He left. Stanford, he goes to San Francisco. San Francisco at that time was dead as Lazarus, a dead body. He came and brought that body to life, gave them le- gave them air, gave them breath, became a relevant program, not to mention he competed for a Super Bowl with the likes of Colin Kaepernick and Randy Moss towards the end of his career. He left San Francisco, then he goes to Michigan. And remember, Michigan, when they let go of Lloyd Carr, they were just searching, trying to find a sense of uh, 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 being relevant all over again, coach after coach, not having that same prestige and expectations, reaching the expectation that, that that program had. And guess what he did? Brought them back to life as well. And also, too, guys, his ability to identify quarterback talent and develop quarterbacks. I mean, that's what he does. So, for me, if you want to get the fans excited about Atlanta, Mr. Blank, if you're listening, that is the man. Send him a blank check and tell him you put a price on it and I'm not taking no for an answer. Because right now, fans go to the Mercedes-Benz Dome knowing at some point in time they're going to be disappointed with the play on the football field. But they fill up the dome because you got cheap prices for food and drinks. But just imagine the product was better. You can go watch a good game, see Atlanta put in work, and you can go get full for free, not for free, for, but for cheap, and get drunk for cheap as well. That's a great Sunday. 
hey, man, I'm with B, man. Uh, we, we all know we've got the amenities. We just got to have something on the field. You know, because I said, other than that Saints game, we had to give away the flags when you walked in Mercedes-Benz and all the flags were waving, people going bananas. Unfortunately, those 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 moments are too few and far between in Mercedes-Benz. That's what happens when you have been in the playoffs in six seasons. So I, I'd love to see the dynamic coach with a dynamic player. Guys are hitting this up saying, look, you're, uh, I, I saw the tweet earlier, Carl, that says, you're still paying off Arthur Smith's contract. Yes, I don't give a crap. Who cares? Arthur Blank is 81. I mean, how, how many more years do I mean, we're, not, we're all on borrowed time? I don't know how the owner feels, but we're gonna we're gonna go through something here without taking a shot at the most dynamic coach available, who's who's who's, who's got a winning track record. As Bryant pointed out, in every level he's coached. What is new with the candidates, guys? The request there really isn't today. Uh, a lot of this came down yesterday and late last night. The newest one, I believe, is Mike McDonald, the DC for the Ravens. But we see a long list of potential guys that they've requested to speak to. And as I said to Mike. I am more curious to see who gets a second interview. I appreciate all the interest in these guys and who we're all talking about, the, the guy that we might want. But I think that's plan B and C, Mike. If you can't get the Harbaugh deal done, that is where it starts. But do we know for sure that that's who Arthur, Arthur Blank wants? I do right. not know. We don't know. Right. We're telling you from everything that Brian McFadden said to everything that Mike and I have been saying all week, here's why this makes sense. Now, the Belichick thing is still there. It's very present. But remember, guys, he's a free agent, so he doesn't have to uh, get permission to speak to any teams. Right. And uh, there is, a, uh, I guess, a silver lining after you heard that Gerard Mayo gets the Patriots job. Is that's, uh, Now we're down to, what, seven jobs. So that's Patriots job is filled. Nobody in the Boston media. One of the most bulldogged media, right, that gets after it, had any idea this guy had it in his contract and he gets to take over when and if Belichick leaves. And that, that was basically all set up in place. So any story talking about Mike Vrabel and having interest, the Patriots having interest, that was nonsense. So as we said to start the show in the 2 o'clock hour, guys, there's so much BS out there, so much nonsense. And you got to, I mean, you might see a blue check mark and it doesn't mean anything because there's just a lot of, there's a lot of BS out there. But the one thing I do know is there's still a lot of stories saying that the Falcons are focused on Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, now, with all of that, we also have the news today, um, because Lauren Williams is going to join us to talk Hawks, right. the news today of what's going on at Alabama. And if you're just tuning in, however you're accessing the show, thank you. Listen on a smart speaker. Maybe you're at home on your computer. Here is the latest. Alabama is hiring, and he is accepted, and he is moving to Alabama. Kalen DeBoer, the head coach at Washington. Mike, I think the number one thing for him, okay, and we can talk about his credentials and all of that in just a second. He's 49 years old, just played for the national championship. They lose to Michigan. His team was very fun and competitive to watch this year. But the biggest thing now making this transition to Alabama is roster retention. Hmm. How many of these guys that Nick Saban has in place and are ready to go in a high recruiting class do you keep? How many of those guys stay because they came to play for the coach, Mike? Right. They didn't come to play for Alabama. They came to play for Nick Saban. And so now that is going to be one of the big things. As far as whether or not he's qualified, Mike, this guy's been a winner. Yeah, man. Everywhere he's been now, again, smaller level at Sioux Falls, University of Sioux Falls, three-time NAIA. Then he gets the job at Fresno State and two winning seasons there. They bankrolled that into the job at Washington. He's got a record which is insane. 104-12 and 12 in his coaching career. Reminds you a little bit of Urban Meyer starting at Bowling Green, going to Utah, then getting the Florida job. You know, I know we talked about 
the connection to the South. Only seven players on the Washington Huskies roster are from the South, uh, and four of those being from Texas, which is now part of the SEC. Uh, the most important, your star wide receiver, star running back, star quarterback, all from the South. Penix being from Tampa. So it'll be interesting to see how he pivots and how, look, there'll be elements in place. People still want to come play for Alabama, even if it's not Nick Saban, but now you've got to go sell your version of what Alabama football looks like and obviously ramp up your recruiting in the Southeast. But the guy's a winner. He's a young young person out of the guy that earmarked, you know, whether it was, I guess technically Dan Lanning was the first guy they, they reached out to. But again, Dan Lanning had a resume which included being a GA at Bama and time at Georgia. So I, I, I don't think it's a bad hire. As we said, Nick Saban technically is from West Virginia, but he came from Michigan State to LSU. Coach Kelly's come from Notre Dame to go to LSU. So, I mean, the idea that you got to be one of us, I think sometimes that's overblown unless you're an Auburn fan. It is. I think it is overblown. I mean, a guy can do the job. Now, do I know or do you know that if this job's too big for DeBoer? Don't know. This is a different animal, Dan. This is a different animal. I, I, listen, we can talk about guys that have been at other major universities. The passion level, right, right? the involvement. Nothing like he's ever seen before in his life. It's different. Right. So I don't know if it's going to be too big. It means more. It, it does. And, and so, you know, I, I, we will have time to figure that out. Um, Pete Thamel was all over this, and he said as much last night when he said, this is down to DeBoer and Norvell. Now that gets us to the next thing. Right. Guys getting raises for what? Norvell gets a new extension, Mike. I think it's eight years, which well, takes him to ten. No, like, I'm not a fan of guys basically outbidding themselves, but once your name is mentioned on the big search, that's a bump. You know it's coming. I don't like it, but it's the, it's, the, it's the cost of doing business. It's silly. When, but when you've been in the weeds for, like, half a decade, as Florida State was, and this guy's been the one to get you back where you're actually smelling the national championship, he gets a raise. Um, it's silly. And this is where I'm at. Schools getting out above the, or, or ahead of their skis, we've seen it happen time and time again. And my only issue with it is if Norvell had won a national championship, I get it, there's progress. But progress versus winning are two different things. And this is the thing about DeBoer, Mike. He comes from Washington. Yes, he's won at lower levels, but he's not won at this level. He's not won a championship. Now, he competed for one. You can say he was right there this year, and maybe that's enough to say, you know what, he's going to come here and win for us at Alabama. But I'm talking about how guys get this these extensions based on this when, you know, you're going, wait a minute, what? you don't have to do this. You can let this play out. But Mike's right, and this is what we see time and time again right. with coaches around the country. So a bunch of coaches, and including, you know, we haven't heard anything about how much Dan Lanning is going to get moving forward or anybody else's name that may have been mentioned, but we can assume that all of those guys have gotten extensions. But, it, you know, doing the heavy lifting in 2020 and 21, and then, you know, two 10-win ten, ten seasons this year, you know, 13-1, and one, I, I wondered how that would have hurt Norvell. We talked about this yesterday at the end of the show, knowing would it come up that all your players quit on you for the Orange Bowl, and that's extenuating circumstances, guys getting ready for the NFL. He also convinced those same players to come back who had eligible, who could yeah. have gone to the league the year before after playing in the Cheez-It Bowl. You know, so they, it, give and take. Look, I get it. I always thought it was silly as hell to see other teams do what we're doing at, at Florida State. But when you've been in the weeds, brother, when you've had the lean time, here's the deal. that's what motivates guys to say we're locking this dude in for a decade and a half. Here's the deal. If you believed in him that much, you should have done it before the bowl game. Right, because you had a winning season, you got cheated yeah, out of Alabama the college. Alabama wasn't calling that, Carl. You know, you call, you that's, come on, you that's, know, that's you the know point. how it works. But that's the point. Right. If you believed in him that right. much, take care of him before, so that way nobody comes to poach him. But they didn't do that. 
Yeah, that, that's, yeah. The, that's the thing. Right? Was, so we, talk, we can talk about it all the but ways he's we listed, want. You're on that list. That's an automatic We can bump. talk about it all the ways but we want. If somebody really believes in what you're yeah. doing, you take care of them and you go, nobody's going to come poach you. You know why? Because we believe in you. We're going to take care of you before this bowl game regardless of what happens. But instead yeah. they sit back and then they react to what happens. Yeah, that and part, then, that part, and then right. that's what's stupid. Well, welcome to Jimmy Sexton's world, Carl. That's what's that's, stupid. Well, that's what Jimmy Sexton does. Well, he plays everybody. what he does. Well, he's got all the coaches. He plays everybody off of everybody. He's got Everybody that's been involved, he had saving. He's got Lanning. Lanning gets a bump. Norville gets a bump. And now DeBoer gets a bump. So, I mean, it's a brilliant way. It's, it's his world. He that's, lives that's in That's the it. agent world, Mike. Agents yeah. are, that's what they support. But when, I'm University, talking about the right, So, Oh, so you're telling me Sarkeesian is not going to get a raise? I'm ta- I, I haven't seen anything. Well, I, you know what? Let's wait. I'll bet you I'll bet you. C-note, I haven't seen anything. I'll bet you a C-note that Sarkeesian gets a raise before the week is out. This because was his a na- mistake. If your name is on the list, you get Florida a raise, State. Carl. This that's how it works. Yeah. Why did they give him a raise before the bowl game? Because Alabama hadn't called yet. Yeah, exactly. We're coming back. Lauren Williams is going to join us. We'll talk Hawks next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're live at State Farm Arena. Folks starting to make their way down here. Doors open in about 30 minutes, I think, uh, for tonight's contest between the Pacers and the Hawks. We're going to talk to Lauren Williams, who covers the Hawks for the AJC here in just a minute. Mike, a couple of Falcon notes that we didn't get to mention at the top of the hour in regards to the Falcons allowing some coaches to interview and other coaches not to interview. Right. Yeah, now we all understand Ryan Nielsen because perhaps we bring in a new, a new assistant coach who's been an offensive coordinator. Maybe we say, by the way, we've got kind of a ready-made defense for you. You just focus on us drafting the quarterback scoring points. But Marquise Williams, special teams coach, apparently keeping, him from the, keeping the Giants from talking to him. I was looking at the numbers, and it's hard to kind of quantify. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Look at the special teams. We were the ninth best in the NFL in uh, in yards allowed. In other words, we did a pretty good job of keeping guys from busting one open. But on the flip side, and maybe this is because of Avery Williams' injury, we were the third worst team in kick returns. And i got to be honest, Koo does his job. Koo pretty much knows how to kick, save for, you know, that's not on the special teams coach when he misses a few. But my thing is, how many times did we screw up Desmond Ritter by giving him the worst field position ever? How many drives started in the shadow of his own goalpost? So I'm not banging on Marquise Williams. I just don't know why I would say that's an integral part of our team. We can't let go when it comes to coaching interviews. It is interesting, Mike, like some of these guys that uh, are not being allowed to interview. I mean, Ryan Nielsen, I feel bad for him because he's in limbo. Um, and listen, I'm not trying to lose him, but for Ryan, he doesn't know what his future is here. If we get a defensive-minded coach, okay, there's nothing to say that, hey, he's not going to be looking for a job. And, Mike, you kind of get behind the eight ball with, hey, where I might end up and all of that. I'm hoping he stays. We've talked about this, but that's all going to depend on who the head coach is. So, uh, I I don't know. This is just business. Lauren Williams is sat down with us. She's and here with us. She really came. She made it through the rain, Carl. I know. She I know. made it through the rain. Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, let's sing. I saw you, you and him walking in the rain. <laughs> yeah, I followed you. Not you. That'd be weird. That'd be like stalking, Lauren. Just the song. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Ran up here through the rain. Right made on. it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, follow her. She covers our Hawks for the AJC. Uh, tonight, Lauren, you know what? I, I said this to Steve Coonan, and he kind of went, ha, ha, because I was like, revenge game. Last I mean, Friday night was ugly. It was one of the ugliest Hawks performances that I've seen in the year and a half of covering this team. It right. was it was pretty bad. I mean, they already gave up 157 points to this Pacers team, um, you know, a month ago right. in IST, and then – now another 150. It's bad. That was probably one of the worst defensive performances I've seen them 
put up, and, and that's saying a lot considering the Hawks aren't exactly known for their defense. But it was it was it was ugly, yeah. and um, it's it's the same old stuff, you know, know, not getting out in transition, not getting back after making a shot, missing a shot, um, not rebounding, and it, you name it. They didn't do it. <laughs> no, and as Lauren Williams from the AJC joins us, it gets back to, like, we just talked about the Sixers game. Exciting game, but you really shouldn't be giving up 130 and going right. to OT when Embiid Without Embiid, exactly. It, well, I, I will give the Sixers some credit. Maxi has been playing out of his mind this season, you know, leading candidate for most improved. Of course, we would love to see Jalen Johnson win that, but Maxi's on a team that's looking to make a really deep run into the playoffs, and he's making that impact, particularly after they moved on from James Harden. So right. I'll give Maxi some credit there, and, and, you know, Tobias played really well. I know he's been having a little bit of a, a tough season, but, yeah, it, it is rough when this team, without Clint Capella, without Joel Embiid for the Sixers, right. and they're still giving up 130-plus points. Mm. Yeah, I uh, tonight it will be a lot of fun, yes. but I want to build on what we did the other night. So bet the over, probably. <laughs> uh, we've been we've been talking a lot about JJ. I, I want more yep. JJ. Yes. Okay, so what? Like, what more can he do? Like, right? You're yeah. watching him, and it's like he's creating his own offense. Mm-hmm. He's picking and rolling and mm-hmm. going to the basket. He's doing all the things, and then defensively, it's like. As much as I want more, I'm like, what more can he do? Yeah, I would love to see him create more. We saw a little snippet of that. He had a career-high seven assists on Wednesday night. You'd love to see more of that. And, of course, that brings up what does that mean, especially with the team looking to potentially move on from DeJounte Murray. That's that's what you'd want out of a guy like right. Jalen Johnson. You want to see him create more shots. You know, he had that big three for Trey, and you saw right. them point at each other, and that chemistry has continued to build and build. And it, every time you talk to Trey Young about uh, Jalen Johnson, he just has the utmost respect for him. Right. And so I think when, you know, he has a guy that he knows can take some of that offensive pressure off of him, some of that shot creation off of him, it, it just spreads. And it's going to open up more stuff for this team, particularly if Jalen Johnson is a guy that can average seven-plus assists tonight. That's right. The Travis Schlenk pick, by the way, Jalen yes. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, Lauren Williams, guys, from the AJC. She's the Hawks beat reporter. She's with us here live at uh, State Farm. You hear the game, by the way. And, of course, it's on Peachtree TV, by the way, for yes. you guys want to watch it over TV. Um, the uh, – the, the vibe there, you just talked about it. Mm-hmm. There's a star. He's a star. He's an emerging star. Mm-hmm. DeJounte seems like he's expendable, and now there's rumors about Miami. Yeah. Uh, you put any credence to that? Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, you don't want to rule anything out okay. just because DeJounte is a guy that potentially could fit in a lot of places. Um, what I think will happen is that he's just not going to be the guy, right. and that's something that he's going to have to be okay with. Right. Um, and so I think any team that's going to be looking to bring him aboard is they're going to be looking for a person who can create offense. They're looking for a guy that can, you know, play defensively. And he, for better or worse, we yeah. haven't seen that consistently from yeah. him. Not elite. Not an elite defender. Right. right. Um, so it, it's just a matter of I'm not going to rule anything out. I feel like. You know, we're seeing teams more and more just throw their hat in the ring. Um, and why not? If you can get a return from for, for DeJounte Murray, I, I, I mean, why not? You take right. the call. You take the call. Yeah, you, um, you got to explore it all, right? Exactly. And I think, you know, I've talked about this with a couple people on the, the Hawks beat, and I, I do think this team would be lucky if they're able to get a first-round pick back for him, if anything. Get one. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. One. 
Um, if anything, I think it's going to be, you know, a former lottery pick or that's how you kind of make up that, that first round pick ground. I just don't think you're going to get an outright pick back. Right. Lauren Williams with the skies here live at State Farm Arena. It's Dukes and Bell talking Hawks basketball, Hawks Pacers coming up more on Alabama hiring. <coughs> Kalen, Kalen DeBoer, uh, the new coach at Alabama, will be at least he's expected to be announced uh everything is in place and he's told uh, everybody in washington that he's leaving more on that coming up mm. as well um lauren let's talk yeah. about let's talk about trey um he is getting his hands on more balls right yeah. tips steals yes. and i guess the point is defensively he has improved absolutely i've been incredibly impressed with how much effort trey young has been displaying on the defensive end i think for most of his career, that's just kind of some of the stuff that people were worried about is, is there the effort there? Um, you know, as a guard who you want to put in that elite category, he should know what the game looks like, know how to read people's eyes, know how to read how other guards, other players are trying to run the game. And he's using it to his advantage and he's using his speed to his advantage. I think that's the big thing that a lot of people wanted him to lean into. Right. He may not necessarily be the biggest guy on the court, um, scratch at he's not the biggest guy on the court <laughs> um right. but he is one of the fastest and, and that's something that the hawks want him to use to his advantage use that more and more and we're seeing him get into passing lanes reading you know different reads from the other team to try and get into those passing lanes create deflections create plays in transition that right. you know pays off with the jalen johnson dunk maybe an onyeka kongu dunk or clint capella dunk i right. mean you name it um, Trey being kind of the head of the snake on defense is what this team needs him to be, and that's how he's being a leader. Mm. Right, so. Remember talking to you last year about it. Like, yeah. like well, Trey's in the passing lanes. It's a start. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's Lauren Williams with us from the AJC. Uh, as we look at the roster, I know, again, we it's tough because we're right now we're, right now, we're not in the play Right. But we know that we've got pieces. Yes. And like bogey. And I know that the, the one thing I hate about the trade talk is it seems like we'd have to give up bogey. He's having yeah. like a six-man-of-the-year type season. Absolutely. Again, this team is in a in an odd situation where, yes, you have the pieces, but the way that the season has unfolded, it's the first year of Quinn Snyder's offense, defense, whatever his scheme. Um, I – I don't know. It's just it's not coming together. Right. Um, they have too many pieces that they've brought back over the years. And I like to go back to the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I just don't think you're going to get that different result. I, I do think they need a little bit of an upgrade at the wing. I know I've been DeAndre John, uh, DeAndre Hunter's biggest we advocate. Almost went to, we, almost <laughs> did, we almost went through the whole <laughs> interview without crapping on DeAndre Hunter. Wait, wait, wait. Who did you say? <laughs> yes. Um, I've been DeAndre Hunter's biggest advocate, uh, and uh, I, I do think you know he yeah. he he is a talented player. I just don't know if he's what's working for the Hawks. But have we seen the ceiling with him? You know, I. I want to reserve judgment and see him in a different team. I know you always okay, you say right. that. We've seen that with John Collins, and right. well, yeah, you did. The, the writing's on the wall. Right. John is who he, John Collins is who he is. We've seen it with Kevin Herter, him going to the Kings. Kevin Herter is who he is. I'd like to give that chance to a DeAndre Hunter and see if maybe a different environment, a change of scenery, mm. playing with a different lineup will kind of bring out more of what he's capable of and potentially maybe he stays healthy <laughs> so that's, that's a big part of it yeah um i think this is one of deandre's probably 
best offensive years. We've seen him be aggressive. We've seen him consistently knock the three ball down, and that's because he's consistently getting touches and getting in, in a rhythm. So right. maybe you put him in an environment where you can recreate that, but then he's also being better at taking care of his body. So, yeah. um, and as much as I, I like Clint Capella and what he can do, I do think they need to upgrade yeah. at the starting five. And, you know, I, I was very impressed with Onyeko Kongu on Wednesday night, but you have to factor in there's no Joel Embiid. Right, and, right. and we've seen him struggle against some of those bigger fives um, when he plays extended minutes. You know, right. we've seen some spurts out of him um, against some of those bigger centers, but when you put him in the starting lineup, it's like you see – um, can take a step back a little bit. And so right. I, I think just because of his size, uh, he's not necessarily what the Hawks need as a starting five. Good point. Trey, it is a great point. Trey, yeah. Trey uh, has a good night tonight, you think? I think so. Um, I think one of the things that I, I really want to watch for is that he and Bogey could be the first uh, teammates to reach a 1,000 career three-pointers in a game. So let's see them do that. Right. Trey's two, two away. Bogey's one away. Yeah. Let's make it happen. That's, it's pretty, <laughs> it's right a, pretty, a pretty incredible milestone. Yes. The countdown we thought might happen last week mm-hmm. in this game because the threes that both of these teams shoot. Yeah. Right. Hawks didn't shoot the ball well, and no. then it just got away from them. So. Yeah, I think they're, they're due one against Indiana. They are. So this might be the night. Take advantage of no Tyrese Halliburton. I know mm-hmm. that uh, Indiana is a team that really knows how to share the ball, so they're going to have to get back, get out in transition, beat them to the other side on defense, rebound, all the things. <laughs> Hawks are a five-and-a-half-point un- uh, favorite right now, Carl. Okay. So the Pacers with a banged-up hammy on Tyrese Halliburton are the, are the dog. Over-under on this is 254-and-a-half. Wow. Oh, okay. So 127, 128-127 puts you over. Uh, honestly, you like, take the over? Yeah, these two teams, they yeah. just, yeah. They just the, don't the play they, defense. The way they play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what they about? win without playing defense. We just don't win without playing defense. Right. Right. One other thing before we let you go. We're stopping by. Absolutely. Uh, it's great to finally get to see you face to face. I know. You know it's right? a pleasure. It's been right. great. I, uh, I want to know your thoughts on Trey and his chances, in your opinion. Yeah. All-star voting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's right there. He mm-hmm. could easily be an all-star starter yep. in the backcourt with Halliburton. Yep. If things continue to go the way they are, we think I think he should be. I I mean I'm pointing in that direction. Obviously, Damian Lillard can do amazing things and can go off. I mean, and it's they're kind of neck and neck. I think they're separated right. by mm-hmm. three hundred or three hundred or so thousand votes. So right. anything can happen. So. Um, if anything, I do think Trey Young deserves to be an all-star starter this year. He had a great December, and he's a little bit in that shooting slump again. Right. Hopefully he can break out of it tonight and get back into rhythm, and we continue to see some good things out of him. You just knew Dame coming east was going to yeah. mash up the works a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Right? It, it added yeah. some, some yeah. extra you know, yeah. flavor to, yes. to yes. the voting. Lauren, thank you so much. Continued success. You do great work. Thank we love you. reading your stuff. Appreciate uh, it. Keep Coach Quinn on edge, will you? <laughs> right and, on. I try. Uh, <laughs> and we'll talk to you uh, next week. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Cool. And by the way, I want to mention, as Steve Cooney did, Monday, Wimby is in the building. He is. Okay. Right. So you want to see the next big thing You in can the say NBA? you saw Wimbayama's rookie season mm-hmm. here in Atlanta. It's one time east. MLK game on Monday, 3 o'clock, I believe. 3 o'clock. I believe so. All right. All right, guys, we're coming back. Lauren, thank you so much. We got more to get to. Washington's DeBoer agrees to become Alabama's next coach. We'll talk about that as well as the playoff games that are coming up this weekend. It's Dukes and Bell. 
each season, there can be only one winner, only one champion to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. It's the road to the big game on Dukes and Bell. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We gave you our picks last hour. We are going to talk more about the NFL. Card with the qualifying gig and then on top of that, I think Mike uh, DeBoer has to make a way or find a way to make sure that he retains all this top talent because without that, right. this, this is not going to go well. I mean, we said it before. I mean, you know, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, these guys, you know, Nick, Nick Saban, you know, these, the West Virginia thing is kind of funny. Like, there's that cradle of coaching, which is basically from Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, and you could throw certainly West Virginia in there, but Nick Saban's got a way about him. It's sort of a, he could be homespun, he could drop the hammer on you. You know, you've seen both sides of Nick Saban. Absolutely. And now we're going to learn more about Kalen DeBoer. And, you know, as we said, I was telling Carl earlier, there was a joke, the line from, the, was it Days of Thunder? When uh, they're talking to poor Cole Trickle rides in on the Harley, Carl. And um, you got, you got I think it's uh, Randy Quaid who plays the team owner based on Rick Hendrick. And you got Robert Duvall going, where'd you say this driver's from? And, he goes, oh, and he says where he raced. He goes, oh, he's from California. He's a Yankee. He goes, well, California, you're not really a Yankee. You're not really Southern. You ain't nothing. So, I mean, for some folks, yes, in, in Crimson Tide Nation, a guy from roots of the upper Midwest slash Pacific Northwest, yeah, I mean, it's not like the Brian Harson thing when you had probably a half of the alumni didn't want Brian Harson hired in the first place. You know, Byrne went out there. He, he made a run at Landon. He could look at his constituents and he said, did. hey, he I tried. Landon's staying put. I got the next best guy. I got the next hot guy. If, now, I don't know how far they got with Norvell. Certainly scared Florida State enough to give him a monster raise. You and I were just joking around to start the, uh, I guess, last hour. We were joking about, you know, schools that do the silliness of outbidding themselves. Notre Dame famously did it with Weiss. But Sarkeesian, there's reports now Texas is going to give him a bump. All these schools. Anytime you're in the mix for that job, you're going to get a bump. All these schools, I just think it's silly. Like, if you think a guy is that important, the reason is this is a react- reaction thing, right? But if you think a guy is that good or that important, you take care of him before all of this goes down, so you're secure. Like, there is no poaching. But the reaction to it makes everybody react, and there's this domino effect. Meanwhile, let's Texas talk. Texas can afford it. Florida State can't. Well, that's the, that's yes. the rub. Well, that was my thing. Unless you're going to do a bigger conference. That's the ultimate I, All argument. I've heard about Florida State is how they don't have all this money. They don't. And yet you're going to give this guy $10 million. <laughs> yeah. that, that's my well, thing. Well, we finally get finished paying Taggart off, too. That, that rolled out. Well, yeah. How long was he on the payroll? Well, they broke it into payments. It was kind of like like the car lot <laughs> where you buy here, pay here. We, we paid them off. Kalen DeVore become, uh, is going to become the new Alabama coach. Um, guys, 49 years old. We're just giving you the information. Guy has won a lot. Mike mentioned it. 105 and 12 as a head coach. Right. AP Coach of the Year. Washington in his last season played in the national championship game. All of these things equate to can he come here and win? And obviously, at Alabama, the folks that are making this decision believe that to be true. So, we will see. Only time is going to tell, but they needed to get this done, Mike, because time is of the essence. I, I just think these kids. They were start hemorrhaging recruits. Absolutely. I mean, the thing about, you know, DeBoer, we looked at the numbers on the roster, and, you know, obviously college, big roster, only seven players from what would be considered the South, uh, from Florida to Texas. Of those three, uh, you have the quarterback, your star wide receiver, and your star running back. So we got the right guys of the South. But now, I guess another way to look at it is once he gets his, you know, he creates his own network with his recruiting. You know, it's still Alabama. Kids want to go to Alabama, but you've got to tell them that your brand of Alabama football will put you in the NFL the way Nick Saban's did. Yeah, and I also think, you know, again, um, the kids that he'll be recruiting and the places he'll be trying to, you know, um, have those relationships with, they've got to get to know him, to your point. I was telling Mike this 
because I saw a picture of Coach App up at Buford, and I'm friends with a bunch right. of these high school coaches because I love high school football. And Kirby made his rounds yesterday and basically went to every big program in the in the state and basically said, hey, you know, we're here. He does this. It's nothing new. But, Mike, it's just funny that all of this stuff is happening, and Kirby's like, time to go visit. Advantage, First day out. Dude, <laughs> and I will say this. As, as literally, if you want to call this like a nine-inning baseball game, well, or, or it's golf, Kirby's the leader in the clubhouse right now because yep. he's got the high ground, and he's definitely got the juice. And so the Kirby copter was out as he was covering the state, as Carl said. And, like, this is a great time to be a Georgia Bulldog. And maybe 20 years from now, you'll feel how Alabama fans feel about what happened with Saban. But uh, the good news is you've got everything in place. You know, you look at the rest of the conference, Texas and Sarkeesian, they're feeling pretty good, but can he sustain it? Arch, you're going to get to see Arch Manning yeah. in the SEC. With Washington and Oregon. Not and, this year, yeah, though. And UC, USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten. There's still nothing like the run you're going to see of tough schedule. Look at Georgia. Georgia's got five or six games that nobody in the country plays anything remotely close to that. Real quick, if you're wondering how much Saban is going to be involved, his new office is going to be at the stadium, and he won't be. That is what they're saying. He's going to be involved at Alabama, but he won't be involved in the football program. So DeBoer's not going to have to worry about Saban looking right. in on his, his meetings right. and all of that stuff, which is the way it should it's be. It's not like Philip Fulmer trying to run things at Tennessee. Remember yeah. all those years? But, yeah, yeah. I mean, and because I think, look, Saban gets it. The guy absolutely gets it, and he knows what it would be like for a coach to be in that situation. Yeah, so he's so not going to do that. I know people are like, is he going to be involved? No, he'll be involved with Alabama, and he's talked about if they need help, great, he'll, he'll give advice. Fundraising. But at the end of the day, Mike, he's right. going to let the new guy do the new guy things. Right. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Follow us. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up, see Dukes, and this radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. We got plenty more to get to, guys, as playoff weekend is here. It's the Wild card weekend but what about the head coaching search for our falcons we now know when they will interview at least their first candidate we're going to tell you next on sports radio 92.9 the game Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 